Hey, this is Tad Kubler, and you're listening to the Hood Rat Recap Podcast. started a podcast about the best bar band in the land man this is the hood rat recap and we are back we are your steady stream of the unified scene all the news and reviews of the best bar band in the land that you love we love but your friends and family never heard of that's right it's the hold steady hello everybody this is stage right mike on the mic and I thought it'd be best if I stayed in the upper Midwest, so that's what I'm doing. But as always, I am joined by my co-host, the Unified Scenes' very own King of Queens, Gasper. Gasper, how's it going today? I'm doing pretty good, man. But you know what? Um, I'm still trying to, to trying to come up with my own nickname here. Uh, I'm trying to get people to call me Grey Poupon. Well, why is that, Gasper? Because well, I'm high-end and spicy. Oh, how's that working out for you? It's not working out so well, man. They, they keep calling me Frenchies. So we'll, we'll stick with King of Queens for now. I, I I think you're more of a Heinz guy myself. You know, they make ketchup, <laughs> but they also make that cheap mustard. They come in yeah. packets. <laughs> Whatever. You're okay. not even Goldens. You're okay, below Goldens at this point. Let's go to our co-host that actually has a cool nickname. <laughs> who, who do we got so there, Kev, We have our on-mic uh, producer, Kevin is whenever. What's up, man? How you doing? I am doing good. It is good to be here. Uh, this is exciting because uh, you guys had a really great interview at Knowledge, which I'm sorry to say I couldn't be a part of because uh, I got dragged to Hallmark Movie Christmas Con. So you can all feel bad for me. I'll say that in public. That's where I was while you guys did Oof. this great interview Oof. with uh, Knowledge Raw today. Well, the things we do to keep the wife happy, but um, shout out to the lovely Melanie. That's uh, Kevin is whenever is, so I guess it's Melanie is whenever. Uh, that's that's Kevin's wife, um, who I, I failed to mention on the last episode, also got sick with Kevin, and uh, we're glad that you're both better. Um, yeah, I hope you had a good time at uh, Christmas Con, man. Did she get sick with Kevin, or is she sick of Kevin? <laughs> if you ask her, she's probably sick of me, and... Uh, <laughs> She is trying to already use this as her reason to be like, I don't know that I could go to the hold steady next year because I was so sick this year, but I have a whole year to work on it. Uh, but yes, and thank you. And thank you for everybody that feels bad for me for not having to sit through uh, the Hallmark Christmas Con today. Um, I did get to see some friends that were there and people I knew, but uh, for all you people that love the Hallmark Christmas movies, this was right up your alley. But for everybody else, oof. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it sounds a little brutal. <laughs> well, I'd rather but, hear some fresh beats, but luckily we got somebody here who's got some fresh beats. So should we listen yeah, to them? Man. 
let's check it out. So we're talking to Knowledge today. He's the uh, he does the sounds for the Hold Steady at Brooklyn Bowl for Massive Nights, and uh, he's going to talk to us a bit about that and uh, some of his own music. So why don't we jump right into it? Let's go. So, Gasper, when we were at Brooklyn Bowl last week, I, you know, I thought I was having the best time of anybody in the house. And then I looked over at you. You had a giant smile. I thought you, me and you were both having the best time of anybody in the house. And then I looked to the back left corner of the stage behind the boards back there, and I see knowledge. And he was jumping around and flipping his hoodie down when the song came to the climax. And I was like, nobody's having a better time. And then he's, what, is he, what do you call that, moshing with Mosh Pit Josh? Oh, yeah, Nobody gets Josh, to do yeah. <laughs> So, uh, as you can guess, we're here talking to Knowledge here today. And how, how you doing, Knowledge? Oh, I'm well, man. I'm, I'm I'm great, brother. I appreciate the time that you guys set aside for me. I'm happy to be here. Oh, definitely. We're happy to have yeah. you. Thank you for doing it. Yeah, no doubt, man. Absolutely, absolutely. Because because we are all we are all. So it's just absolutely <laughs> we are not a problem. We are all. <laughs> <laughs> Before we get into the to the weekend man like we were checking out some of your stuff let's talk a little bit about what you do i mean you do you do sound engineering but you're also a musician yourself you uh yes you have an album and five singles out right yeah i uh i've done a few features for um uh, some friends and i'm a songwriter um lyricist uh i produce music as well i've produced music for others as well um i do great many things in music you know it doesn't really hit you until you start thinking about i do this and i do that thing and i do that and i also do that what the so yes um i think that kind of spans from um like coming up and not really having a whole lot of money starting out and learning the things that i needed to learn because i didn't have a budget to hire other people to do them for me right so like um Music production, I had to kind of do that on my own, mixing, mastering, those, those kinds of things, like studio, you know, learning consoles and things like that started before I actually went to Full Sail back in 2014. And yeah, man, yeah. <laughs> I love music. I love music and I, I'm happy to contribute in any way that I can. Awesome. And you're, for, you're originally yeah. from Louisiana and you went to yes. Florida originally to, to go to college. You said a Full Sail. Right? Yeah, I went to, um, yeah, I went to Full Sail in 2012. Uh, 2010, I went to school for music business in Little Rock, Arkansas, and I was shortly after getting out of the military. I'm a, I'm a veteran as well. And, um, so I, uh, got out of that in 2009. I'll share this with you all. Uh, 2009, I suffered in uh, aortic aneurysm Oh wow! and I had to have open heart surgery. And it was at that point that I was in my, my hospital bed. My mom was there with me every night. And uh, she told me, I told her, I, I'd always had a background in music. I started playing snare drum when I was like seven or something and was playing drums for church. And I got into Latin percussion and started playing keys and all kinds of things like that. But um, I never pursued it, you know, for real or professionally. It's just like, I guess in my head I had it as like a, a cool hobby, you know. <laughs> but uh, after my surgery... Uh, I took, looked at my mom and I told my mom, mom, I want to do music professionally, you know, with my second chance at life. And she told me, you can do it, baby. And <laughs> that started my path. I, I got to um, do a music business degree. I got a music business degree and packed up everything I could take with me and went to Florida 
didn't know anybody there. I was going to school. Uh, I went to full sale, graduated top of the class and had to give a speech. And uh, it was it, I got the um, advanced achiever, which is like the most likely to succeed. You know, go figure. <laughs> 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 you know, and um, packed up everything again, went out to New York, didn't know anybody, didn't have any job leads. Just went there with my car, my clothes. And uh, I went to Brooklyn Bowl. They were doing uh, at that time they were doing open open um, interviews on Wednesdays between three and five. So you show up with your resume and they'll interview on your on the spot. And I talked to uh, Tim and Rachel and they said, you need to talk to Costello. You need to talk to Costello. And I was like, okay, who's that? <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so I kept going back and Kyle was pretty busy and um, Peter Costello, was, he was pretty busy, man, really great guy. But I finally, I kept going back until I talked to him. And I finally got a chance to talk with him, and he told me, hey, you know what, you're not, I'm not hiring right now, but uh, I like your energy. I like your vibe. I can maybe give you, like, a stagehand position. And I was like, I'll take it. I'll take it. So I started off at Broken Bowl as a stagehand. Oh, wow. And, you know, and I just worked up the ladder. You know? Oh. So, yeah. <laughs> How long were you, at, were you at Broken Bowl in total? My my first shift was October thirtieth in two thousand fourteen. Okay, and um, I was there last week. So, (laughs) 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 you know, uh, they they when I when I was moving, they said we're not going to take you up payroll. In order to come back, if we have shifts, you you can absolutely take whatever you want. You know, I I love uh, Shapiro. I love the the family at Brooklyn Bowl. They've they've really really uh, love that place and they love the people that come through that place, especially the the clients that come through. Mm-hmm. You know, like Antibalas, the whole steady. You know, the people that are there often. And you know, it's like it's a family there. It really is a family there. And there's not very many venues that I know of in New York that has that kind of atmosphere, environment, and vibe. Right. I agree. It's definitely yeah. one of my favorite places to see shows. Absolutely. Yeah. And um, through Brooklyn Bowl, you got to work with uh, a lot of cool people, man. Like we were checking out the list of Funk Flex, Jungle Brothers, George Clinton, Buster Rhymes, Wyclef. Yeah, Wyclef is funny, man. <laughs> <laughs> He's a cool cat, man. He's a cool cat, man. I watched that video uh, that was pretty cool with him up on the. Uh, on the video. <laughs> <laughs> Like, all right, cool. Like you and this, I feel like Brooklyn Bowl invites that kind of an atmosphere where the artist just wants to have fun, you right. know, and especially if it sounds right, you know what I mean. And I, I think that uh, the reason that I I've been attributed so many opportunities is because my heart is there to do the best job I can do for the client, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, it's like I care about your performance just as much as you do. So before you leave soundcheck, I want to make sure you're happy. And if you don't have 100 percent, I want you to at least be at 90, 92. Right. So there's minimal things going on during the show that you might need adjustments for not to take you out of your performance. You know, because I, I performed as well. And I understand what it's like to try to do a show and the sound <laughs> sucks, man. So so uh, I and I know it can take you out of the mode that you need to be and put on a good show, right. you know, for the people that pay for the tickets to be there and support you, you know. So it's, it's very important to me when I, I work with a client, you know, on any caliber. And then knowledge, you're telling me a story about how you uh, you were researching the hold steady because you didn't know oh. they were. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so my first time working with uh, with Whole Study, I I didn't know who they were. I'm sorry, <laughs> I, was, I was ignorant. I was ignorant. You know, but uh, I I 
had this thing where I would work with a new uh, client or artist coming through the bowl that I hadn't heard of before. I would go on YouTube and do a little research. So I just so I can see what their, their setup was like. I can see uh, what their sound is like. And I can see like about how many, you know, crowd, you know, crowd members are there. So I can kind of gauge um, because when you when you look at a, a video of someone and they're doing like a concert and it's like packed, then you kind of know what the expectations might be for the sound quality. You know what I'm saying? So uh, those all those little things I would kind of go through with a new artist I'd never heard of before. And I got the bill for a whole steady and I researched them. And I, I don't know. I don't remember where this show was. I can't remember. I think it was London. I think it was London. But I saw so many people in that building, <laughs> and I'm like, I'm I'm coming up. I'm, like, I'm coming up as an engineer. I've only worked. I uh, started flying my solo monitor shifts in like 2015 or something. So I've only been in the sound game for like maybe a little over a year, maybe. So I'm still learning. You know, I'm still you know cutting my teeth, so to speak. And I see that. I'm like, oh, no pressure. OK. All right. All right. And uh, they showed up for check. And they were mad cool, man. It was so chill. <laughs> you know, just out <laughs> the gate. You know, and it's like whatever pressure I feel like I had just dissipated, you right. know. And uh, like Craig, Ted, Steve, Hans, Bobby, Galen, all those guys just made me feel welcome into whatever they were doing just off, off the rip, you know. And I thought that was very special you know it was special because i worked with a few people before them that were high you know high caliber artists as well and it was just like give me the sound i think you did good sound <laughs> and it was pretty much it you know but it was like i don't know it was a different feeling you know what i mean and um the song that i heard uh uh was a uh, mad like massive nights i heard that song on youtube and I'm like, oh, that's a cool song you know i like the call and response you know of the crowd to the to the artists and the band and it just hit me. So it hit me differently, like hearing that song live and being the one to mix that song live mm. on stage mm. for them and seeing the environment and feeling the love and feeling the like literally the joy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and I think from that point on, Massive Nights just had a special place in my heart, man, you know, because um, I think they spoke to, you know, music is a universal language. And so I feel like that song for me spoke to whatever you dealt with earlier today. It doesn't matter. Just have a massive night tonight. Just have fun tonight. <laughs> Let it all go. Mm. You know, whatever your, your your troubles might be, whatever your stressors might be right now, just get a beer and have fun. Nice. You know, Excellent. You can see now, like like you said, Mike, at the shows, like knowledge really gets into it, man. Like I watched him <laughs> singing along to all the songs. I watched him jumping around. He even wore the t shirt tucks the one night. Like, oh yeah. <laughs> like he I, almost I know the cheat code. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah. No. So getting back to um some of your stuff. Okay. Uh one of the things I picked up on listening to some of your tracks, what is arterial motives? So Arteria Motors is uh, my LLC for uh, music production and uh, song mixing, mastering, things like that, production company. And um, I'm still getting it off the ground. Uh, that's something that I, I thought of in 2010, 2010. And I've had my uh, L, my uh, EIN and recently got my LLC about maybe two, three years ago. So um, it's something I'm going to be working on more in depth 
as I'm in school for film right now. Oh, cool. So once I get out of that, because I want to merge film along with the music production and make it a whole beautiful thing, you know. <laughs> so uh, that's what I'm working on now. Um, I'm not really so much promoting, you know, arterial motors right now because I have some other things that I want to do with it. But I am learning that I have to let it go at some point, you know. <laughs> so, yeah, man, I got to let it go, you know. Uh, because my one of my instructors currently was like uh, telling me, if you hold on to something too long, you just might lose it. So uh, I'm conscious of that. And I think the uh, winter, spring of winter of next year, I should have a full launch. And um, yeah, we'll, we'll go from there, man. You know, but, um, <laughs> that that name arterial is kind of uh, contributing to my uh, my health issue that I had back in 2009. Okay, yeah, yeah. Because then, you know, your aortic aneurysm. And, you know, God brought me to do that with flying colors. And, uh, yeah, that's, uh, yeah, heart motors, man. <laughs> okay. So, uh, so knowledge, you were talking about how you're, how you're getting into film right now. What, what can you tell me about the knowledge cam? Uh, the knowledge cam. So, uh, during the pandemic, <laughs> during the pandemic, uh, I'd always, I work with the whole city again during that live stream during the pandemic and, uh, Healy, I had a phone. So behind me, there's like a pole, and there's like a little clip, a little phone clip that somebody left or whatever. I was like, hmm, what if I put the phone there and just kind of recorded something just to see what it looks like? And it came out, look pretty cool. Looked pretty cool. So ever since, it's like whenever I had like a, I had like a bigger show, you know, that I want to document, I would just put it there. And Healy, he, uh, he dubbed that the knowledge came and it just, it just took. So, mm. <laughs> so yeah, it's just me having my phone behind me while I'm mixing the show and it kind of catches the whole stage and the crowd. And it's just a really cool angle. Um, and now you're, you're telling me probably by the time that the, this episode drops, you said you're going to have a little short film put together about Massive Nights? Yeah, so I, I took uh, footage from the time I left Florida to getting on a plane. It's waiting for the plane, taking off. Looking out the window. So I documented pretty much uh, all the steps of getting to the show, the show, and then after the show. So uh, I'm going to chop all of that stuff up and just smash about maybe, I don't know, an hour or two of footage into a reasonable amount. Mm -hmm. So I can post it up and <laughs> and I have kind of like a recap. Oh, that's awesome. Everything, that'll, you be, know. that'll be great. Yeah. We'll follow you and look for that, and then we'll uh, we'll post it up on ours as well. So uh, if right, we cool, see it when it comes cool. out, that's pretty cool. And then I also saw your site. Um, you kind of got your hands in everything, man. Like you're starting a clothing line as well. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, been in the works as well, Rob Apparel. So <laughs> this is uh, this. Well, they can't see it, but this is yeah one of the prototypes here. Right now, that's um, a logo that I've seen on a lot of the music that. So I went on your SoundCloud to check out some okay, of your okay. stuff, and and I uh -huh. saw that that logo, the K R A in the circle. Yeah, and it's something in. Is it Greek around the outside and I, of the circle? It's a it's a, a Greek sign, and uh, the words are French. Um, Okay. It's uh, uh, Suggestive View uh, <clears throat> Avenue, which is Wisdom, Vision, and Future. Cool. Yeah. You know, it's just uh, kind of a thing that reminds me of uh, where I've been, being mindful of where I'm going, and focusing on it. So you're like joining us from Florida because you just mm -hmm. recently moved there. Mm -hmm. And I know Craig, you had a conversation with him and he sounded kind of alarmed that you might, might not be able to do Brooklyn Bowl anymore. Uh, well, so... When I was when I was moving, 
That was actually one of the first things that came up was like, oh, are you going to do whole study this year? Like, oh, we got to, are you, are you going to be able to come back? And I was like, yeah, I mean, I, I think that should be fine, you know? And um, <laughs> so like the move out here was, was rather costly. So they checked in with me and they said, well, we'll, we'll absolutely front your, you know, your travel and, and all. And I was like, wow. Okay, cool. So they made it happen. Rook LeBeau made it happen, man. So big, big thanks to Peter Shapiro for, um, for helping out with that situation, you know? And I like, I, it would be weird to not be there, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it would be weird to not be there. Cause I just started school and my wife started school and, um, you know, moving trucks from New York to Florida, rather expensive, you know, but, um, you know, it was a, a lot of things going on and I had so much support to, to be there from so many different angles from Brooklyn Bowl, Peter Shapiro, from my school that I just started. They, uh, they got me all of my work before I had to leave. So I didn't have to be there for that four days and I wouldn't lose any absences or anything. So they really looked me out and, um, I showed them like this is last year's show that I'm going to miss this year. You know, they're like, "Wow, oh yeah." So uh, just let us know what we can do, make that happen for you. That's a great opportunity, you know. So they're very, very supportive, you know. Um, I'm doing film at First Institute here in uh, in Orlando, Florida, and they're great people over there. Yeah, cool. So I just wanted to ask, like, one of the highlights of the of this year's Massive Nights was what. When Mosh Pit Josh came on, what, what, you went out there and gave, what was that called? Like a flying shoulder? Yeah, I just, just called it like a Mosh Pit, like a jump. Mosh Pit you know, Mosh. Mosh Pit jump or whatever. Mosh Pit Mosh, let's do that. We'll call it that. Because <laughs> <You know? laughs> um, I was, because, I was, you know, Josh, he does his, uh, for Stay Positive, he does that every year. Mm-hmm. You know, he comes out, he shotguns, throws it away, and, and does his thing. It's <laughs> awesome. You know, it's awesome. And I'm like, oh, what that was dope, you know? So um, this year, what I thought about it, I was like, you know, would it be cool if we, like, jumped at each other on stage before his set? You know? Hmm, I don't know. Let me talk to him when I see him. And when I saw him, I, I brought it to him. I was like, what do you think about that, man? You think that's doing too much? He's like, oh, man, I think that'd be awesome. I think that'd be cool. I'll talk to the guys and see if that'd be cool, you know? And uh, it's funny because the first night we did it, I came in a little too hot. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, cause I was just, I'm, I'm, I'm full of energy with, with that show. I'm full of energy. You we saw that. Yeah. It, you know, I'm just like, I'm wired, man. So I'm like, this cool, this cool new thing is going to be great. Ah. And I, I kind of knocked him over a little bit, you know, but he called himself Josh is super pro, man. He's super pro. So that's why he's my spit Josh. He's, he's pro. Yeah. But, um, so the next, the next it was a Saturday. I think is when we did it again. That Saturday, uh, he came on stage. He's like, "We got to practice." He's like, "You almost took me out, man." I was like, "I, I saw it. I'm sorry, bro." <laughs> you know? But uh, he's like, "Now there's a brick wall, God." You know. But, uh, so we got a perfect. I think we got a pretty perfect. Yeah, absolutely. Night, I can't. I can't believe you guys practice ahead because when he comes out there, it just seems like chaos. I mean, he's mm-hmm. uh, we've had him on the show. We know he's a great guy, but he just right. kills it up on stage. He's just oh, like yeah. total chaos. And oh yeah, oh yeah. I mean, it's uh, we we didn't practice his his thing. He does that off off the whim of what he he does and what he does <laughs> best, you know. But the jump, we actually went through it a, a couple times. Okay, I got it. I got it. <laughs> All right, just not five, not fifth gear. Just bring it down to three. Third grade, third grade. Okay, okay, good. Got you. Rocked in. But uh, that was fun, and uh, like uh, Galen and Steve and, and Craig, uh, 
they're they're great because they they made a little path for us. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I see you went a little forward, gave a little slip back by the base amp, you know, and uh, and Craig stage stage left, and yeah, I just think that's cool of of Craig and the guys. It's like the 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 big brothers letting the the younger brothers play, you know, kind of a thing. Yeah, yeah. it's all love. <laughs> And, and that's kind of like my follow-up question. What, like, so you came into the hold steady kind of a little bit later, but like, what's the crazy, and you see you're up there on stage with them. What's the thing that surprises you the most about their fandom? Like the, I mean, the confetti's crazy, but is there like anything that really surprises you about the fandom? Uh, not, not anymore. Not anymore. <laughs> I can say that. Uh, I think in the beginning for me, it was like seeing how, how dedicated they were. And um, I've, I've never seen anything. I feel like the, the thing for me is like it's a rock show, right? Mm. It's a rock show, you know, not, you know, the crazy rock, but it's like, you know, it's rock, it's rock and roll. But no one, there's, there's so much respect in the fan base and there's so much love in the fan base. Like someone could be from London, someone could be from Germany and they're in the room. Like, I know why we're here. We both get it. What's up? Hug, bicep, <laughs> be you know, beers, whatever you know, and it's just the understanding that we are here because we all love this band, and we all understand that this band loves us. And I feel like that's something that uh, I hadn't seen quite yet in my my career as an engineer. I've seen people come out to the shows and pack a show out, but just leave after that. You, you know what I'm saying? It's mm-hmm. like. Yeah, mm-hmm. I want to see the show. And you have maybe have thousands of people, you know, here to see that show, but there's no intercommunication of of that amongst that particular fan base with the whole steady. It's just like we are all family, we understand that. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's the thing that was probably most different from any other show that I've seen at that point in my life. All right, so yeah, man, I wanted to get into a little bit of, of knowledge's music. Tell me a little bit about uh Larry Jitsu. Knowledge Rock. Welcome back to the Terradomus. He they can never clone. Knowledge Rock God mode. Catch me holding Michael's phone. Angelic bars, my Spanish shadow Mars. Going hard for the cause, for the culture. I'm traffic at a standstill to hold up. Running your heart. Snatching souls when they show up. Revealing your art. And I'm created in this bitch. Nigga moving through these streets bigger. Greater than a lyricist. I'm influenced. Fighting for my right, bitch. I've been through it. Glorious war, victorious or Back to the drum board. The victory short. Word to every fake hug. Shout to all the fake love. Man, I'm stripped by the shoulders of support. They never hold me down, they hold me up Recognize I leveled up Yeah, these niggas stuck in the radio lust Giving it up like racket sluts Decapitate the hate, it's a must So what up? So, I wrote Lyra Jitsu When I, I, I produced that, that beat or that, that track um, <clears throat> I had a cold And the name of that beat is actually Cold Versus You know, I had a cold So, <clears throat> I uh, was in a brownstone And I was I was moving out of that brownstone and I was just kind of tired of what was going on in that house. I, was, I decided to move out. And I that was the last song that I recorded before I packed up my studio in that place. And um, Lyrajitsu was kind of a, a place where I just kind of wanted to vent and talk about multiple different points of like the society that I had issue with. Like there's a, a part of the song I say, uh, confusing love with lust and trying to make that shit synonymous, fucking all their bodies up, trying to match the natural ones. And that kind of spoke to um, so many people not being happy with 
themselves or being happy with their own skin that they'll go wild routes to look like something that's not naturally them. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And it's like, love yourself. You know, God gave you a physical form. God gave you skin to be in. Appreciate that gift. You know, don't damage it or exploit it. You know, you're worth more than that. You know, and that's just a a small section of that whole, you know, that whole song that I I hit quite a few points. Um, uh, And and yeah, that's probably one of my favorite songs that I've written. Mm -hmm. And um, it came from a very, uh, a very deep place. And um, judging myself from where I, I grew into lyrically, from where I started, it's uh, it just kind of speaks to the growth that I I come through right. and the things that I've gone through to get to that that kind of uh, a place to be able to write that way and execute that way and produce that way, you know. And I mixed that song as well, and I didn't master it, but I did mix it though. <laughs> uh, uh, you want to talk a little bit about uh, Heroin of a Queen? Maybe twice do she get down Gave a light smile for a night on the time See her physique, beautiful form, godly Do I he possibly ponder the new Eve Conceived memories, poured into a being The woman of my company praying she'll always come for me Started attraction, a feeling everlasting Begin infatuation, knew it's kind of addiction Her intuition gotta be the one that's given By the angels in the heaven, hanging out and finished She went and pulled me closer, showing off her skill with kissing However, did she know the multitude of wishes Included positions and those I've only mentioned Transitions, her soul within my vision Dance floor of sorts, they can tango, of course An opportunity new to me, what she do to me? I be your theme, indeed, I be your theme Your theme, yes indeed I've blown a moment, it's all that's needed to hold me Within your memory, all eternity So, uh, yeah, so uh, I was watching I wrote that song, and that song is absolutely a happy accident It really is Because uh, I, I wrote it as a joke <laughs> Um, because I was watching, uh, I was watching Harlem Nights, and that's also that's one of my favorite favorite films. And, uh, Great movie. Yeah, right. And uh, yep. the um, I forgot the, the the ladies, the character's name was Lady Heroin. You know, <laughs> like what, <laughs> <laughs> what? You know, but that's like the the inside joke of of her character because of everything they were trying to do in that film. So after watching that show, I think I've been like. Uh, I had like a, some whiskey or whatever. So I was had a, little, a good little buzz. And so I started producing, stopped producing. And uh, in that song, there's a, a, there's a, a roll, um, a time roll. It's like, right. And that was an accident. I was trying to hit this button on my key, on my keyboard and my hand slipped and it did that. <laughs> and I was like, Oh, hold on. Wait a minute. Hold on. Wait. So that became a part of the song. That's you pretty know? cool. And then that's um, awesome. So and yeah, it, thanks, man. And I, I wrote it from a standpoint of um, pretty much the visual that I had for the, the, the video treatment of what it would be was set in like the seventies, where it was like uh, or early sixties of like Harlem Nights time era. Okay, you know, and it was there would be like this girl that was like so beautiful, whatever, and um, uh, there's an interest there. You know, but like he's like he's he's a gangster. You know, you know he don't really you know he don't really <laughs> you know he don't want to show emotion or whatever. You know, but um he can't help but to imagine and, and think about her. And like you know, if I did talk to her, what would I say? You know, and so the song is like the words that he would kind of like say to her. 
you know, and they, like the imagined conversation between the both of them. And then at the end of the song or the video, he's still sitting in the chair, like looking like, should I go talk to her? What do you think? You know, <laughs> that kind of thing. You know? <laughs> cool. You know, so. But yeah, but that um that that song is also special to me because outside of the the joking portion of it, I wrote it from an aspect of um being lonely and wanting companionship and um really attributing someone who can give you that right companionship, the right attention, the right nurturing, the right love and really relieve you and save you from, you know, the addiction to being okay with being by yourself okay with being lonely okay with feeling like i want companionship but numbing yourself to the fact that it's necessary mm. you know so that's why he's like um i'll be your fiend dude. i'll be your fiend like instead of being addicted to loneliness and negative negativity like i see you as as the thing that i want to be infatuated with the, the person that i want to spend most of my time with the person that i want to be a part of my life forever you know what i mean who would you say influences you like what? Who do you listen to? Oh man, uh, three stacks, Andre three thousand. That's probably my <laughs> my hands awesome. down my favorite rapper of all time. I would put him up. I know he's not really doing music much anymore, but uh, he's a- absolutely going to be a number one for me until you know what I mean. So uh, I can honestly say that's uh, one of my biggest lyrical influences. I say production wise, my biggest influence would be Jay Dilla. Okay. Um and, and Jay Dilla and like Just Blaze is one of my favorite producers as well. You know, and I, I got a, a brief chance of working with him at Brooklyn Bowl. He uh came out and did a DJ set and he was he was pretty chill, you know. I didn't get to talk to him or meet him or anything. He was you know, just makes make sure he can hear himself in his wedge and then he dipped <laughs> off. You know, so that was it, you know. I'll take it, you know what I'm saying? So <laughs> but um yeah, I came from uh a uh, background of like really like my my family supporting whatever kind of dreams I might have you know, might have and you know if, like you want to try it try it you know the worst you can hear is no the worst you can do is fall but then you get back up right. you know so I hadn't been like just like leaving full sail and just driving up to New York I've never been there before I don't know anybody <laughs> there why would I do that you know but it's uh like my grandfather always kind of will tell me, don't be afraid to try. You know, mm. the most you can do is fail. And then you know what to do better next time, you know. And uh, so going out to New York, I look back at it now like, it was crazy. <laughs> what the, you know, <laughs> why, 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 would I, why would I do that? But at that point, I was I was just like focused on if I want, if I want to be the best engineer, best producer that I can be, not best of all, because everyone is great in their own rights as far as whatever there is that their craft isn't what they do, you know, then I need to get the the challenge that I feel like I need to grow me into that, you know, and I um, went to New York. It was tough. It was hard. I went hungry quite a few times, <laughs> you know, but uh, at, at one point it, it, uh, it clicked and started clicking and it kept clicking, you know? Um, so when I did start uh, at, at um, Brooklyn Bowl, I was already at Electric Lady Studios mm-hmm. uh, interning. And uh, Lee Foster's a great guy, man. Like, big ups and shouts to that guy, man. He's, he's a really good, really good guy, really good friend. Um, 
So I was doing that and I was doing Brooklyn Bowl and I was doing that and I was doing Brooklyn Bowl. So I got a, I got to see both sides of the spectrum of like studio world and the live sound world. And um, and I, I really think that it gave me some character attributes that I needed to move the way that I needed to move in, in the music world and the music atmosphere in New York City. Gotcha. You know, um, awesome. which do you like yeah. doing better, live sound or studio? Honestly, guess what, man? I. Look, if I'm if I'm just in the studio making beats, man, I'm happy. Right. You know, I, I, I'm not a uh, because I feel like I, I've been in multiple facets of the music industry for so you know, I say for so long, for as long <laughs> as I have been in it, um, that I've attributed. Okay, I can turn off the live sound button and just focus on the studio session. Mm-hmm. Um, I can mix a show and I'm not thinking about you know tracking. You know what I'm saying, and um, and if I'm doing a production session, that's a whole different mind frame. You know, I'm, I've become pretty pretty decent at compartmentalizing with various uh, situations and, and environments that I might end up in. You know, for example, whenever I leave the house, I have my NPC live in my backpack because I never know where I'm going to be or what I'm going to end up doing in a day. So, because there's been times when I was in New York, man, and I'll uh I'll be leaving Rockwood. I used to work at Rockwood too, engineering there. And uh Flux Studios, Fab Studios, like right across the street, kind of a block away. And a friend of mine, John, we interned at Electric Lady together. And um sometimes he be like, Hey man, I'll be like, What you doing, bro? He's like, Oh man, I'm doing that. You wanna come through? And I would go through there and if I didn't have my NPC, I would have just been in there like twiddling my thumbs. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So uh, New York really taught me about being prepared for the day. You know what I'm saying? Um, like, I always have a microphone with me. I always have my NPC with me. I always have the cables I need with me. Mm-hmm. You know, so I always have pretty much a studio in my backpack just in <laughs> case. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, man. Now, it's, we'll, we'll, put your, uh, we'll put your link to all your stuff on, onto our show notes. I know you got some cool link. It's, me and Gasper are looking at okay. like, did, did this come from the future? That's the cool link thing you have. But oh, we'll get, we'll, <laughs> oh, the pop, we'll get a, you're talking about the, the popple, popple thing. Yeah, yeah, man. Like, yeah. I've never seen that before. And I was like, oh, I'm getting this. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's pretty uh, cool. <laughs> yeah, Popple's um, a really, there's, there's a lot of, I'm an ambassador for that company. Mm. So, oh, wow. if you do, I, I'll send you my, uh, my coupon code and you <laughs> Thirty <laughs> percent off or whatever you know device you would like, but um, it's very innovative, and um, I've I've gotten a lot of clients just by saying, "Hey, I try this," you know, and it's it's a lot easier. It's a digital business card, and it's easier than like keeping track of like physical cards. You know, sometimes you run out, and you know, it's kind of weird. So, well, let me put my stuff in your phone. Right. <laughs> you know, let me give you phone, put my information in it. Yeah. You know, some, sometimes people can be a little uncomfortable with, with doing that. So just if you want to tap the yeah. tap the bracelet. <laughs> yeah, to, to explain it to the listeners when when we got uh, knowledge's contact information, uh, I think Gasper, you just tapped your phone to his his bracelet, right? Yeah, and everything was there. So was we, were, boom. we were right outside Lake Street um, at the after yeah. party, and and we saw him out there. I'm like, hey man, we'd love to have you on the podcast. And he's like, yeah man, tap your phone right here. We'll get in touch. And I'm like, this is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, man. It's just so and that's, cool, that's and that's that's so the response that I always get, you know. And uh, I just it's absolutely Popple's a game changer, man. So if you want to get one, it's popple.co, and you, um, my code is all caps knowledge rock the way it's spelled. Cool. And uh, anyone that's listening, feel free to go to popple.co and grab you a, a digital bracelet. Uh, they have cards, uh, things you can put on your phone, tap. 
So I'll just tap you. All the information is there. Really easy and to the point. Awesome. Awesome. All right, man. Well, thank you so much for doing this. We had a really good time with it. Uh, if you want to check out Knowledge's music and just what he's up to, he's got a site, Knowledge, K-N-O-W-L-E-J, rap. RA.com. We're going to link the, uh, that in the show notes as well. But go check right. him out, man. He's got some cool stuff going on. <laughs> yeah, man, I appreciate you guys, man. Uh, thank yeah, you so just, much for the song. I had a great time. Wow, this is a lot yeah, of fun. Yeah, just man. thanks yeah. for bringing all the energy that Brooklyn Nights, you just really added a lot to the show, all the energy. and Yeah. Uh, yeah, man. Just know it's just all natural, man. Like, I, like, I'm telling you, I look forward to that show every single year. Awesome. That's my favorite show to mix a Brooklyn Bowl. Are we going to see you next year? Yeah, yeah, man. I mean, I'm. I don't see why not. A long commute, but <laughs> at this point, this is like if I'm not there, I don't know. It, it it feel weird. It really feel weird, you know. But um, awesome. Yeah, I'll be there. I'll be there. So, uh, yeah, I'll be there. Especially like we got a new thing now, Masha Josh, and I we got a thing now. <laughs> yeah, you gotta have the duo there. <laughs> the Mosh Pit the duo. Thing. Absolutely. Yeah, more of You my addiction. Wow, so that was really great to listen to. I mean, you guys had a great chat with Knowledge today. And, you know, listening to him talk about his career and, and his service in the military and how he took his own, you know, sort of uh, dreams and worked them into reality with going to full sale. And, you know, even now that he lives in Florida and, and the relationship he has with the Brooklyn Bowl to come back and, and, and do the massive night shows uh, with the whole study is really really exciting i we didn't get to tell the story and, and i wish i would have been there to talk to knowledge but when melanie and i were at the show a security guy had actually grabbed us and, and asked her and said what kind of music is this like i like rap like i i don't know is this rap over guitars and and we're like no it's not really that it's kind of like an all rock but it's interesting to hear that a fan of rap listens to craig's delivery and feels there's a bit of a a hip hop cadence to it. And, you know, it kind of got me thinking after listening to knowledge and, and how well he mixes the band that probably his hip hop and uh, rap background is, you know, it probably makes this job a little uh, easier for him because he really, the band always sounds great. And, you know, he's been mixing them since day one of massive night. So that was really a great chat. That was, nice job guys. As a producer, yeah, I'm thanks, very proud man. of you. And and we we we're thankful to for, for knowledge for doing this, and that we really did have a great time, man. But I, I think we should bring him back next year to do a full recap with us on all four nights. Oh, I like it. Yeah, <laughs> we we should ask him. That'd be fun to do different point of views. I mean, we you mentioned the uh, bowling lane on the last episode, Gasper. So does that mean we're gonna have to get a bowling lane all four nights now to watch the hold steady? Oh, I'm I'm definitely going to talk to you about that because splitting the price would be most advantageous. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, we'll we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. My wife's trying to get me out of next year, so I'll be there. But she's we'll, we'll see. I got to say that's a good way to get Mel to come because you get like a big leather couch, which I okay. know she'll be all about. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that's going to do it for us for today. But uh, as we say every show, really, we couldn't do this show without you, the fans that listen. And we just want to thank you week in and week out uh, for coming and checking out what we do. And if you like what we do. Uh, give us a follow, a like, a comment, tell your friends, uh, any support is welcome. We really do appreciate you guys taking the time to listen to us and 
without you, we wouldn't be here. So uh, thanks for checking us out. And, and as always, uh, tell a friend and, and can't wait for the next one. This really has been a good time. Yeah, man. And if you're looking for us, you can find us on all social media. We're on Twitter. We're on Facebook. You can find us on YouTube. Uh, we're on TikTok. And uh, please check out our link tree. It's L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash The Hood Rat Recap. You can find all of our social media, uh, how to get to our episodes and everything right there. And um, Mike, why don't you tell us where we could find uh, knowledge? Uh, you can check them out at knowledgeraw.com. So it's K-N-O-W-L-E-J-R-A.com. Or you can just check out our show notes and I'll put a link to them. That'll get you to them right there too. Well, that's going to do it for us. And uh, I'm Gasper. That's Mike. That's Kevin. And that was Knowledge. And us guys and all you guys, we are all the Hood Rat Recap. A killer party is always a